0: Welcome to the Oakcrest Podcast Channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop their intellect, character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. On today's podcast, Head of School Dr. Mary T. Ortiz discusses the importance of making the most of summer months and gives suggestions for how parents can help their daughters have a happy, fruitful, and fulfilling summer topic is your daughter and son and the first noun um, is really I'm going to start with the first noun which is your your daughter and it made me think um, at Oak you know we don't we don't think of the girls as just you know girls or young people or students we really think of them as what they are but as your daughters and sometimes we'll say you can you know the families have entrusted um, their daughters to us. And um, I like that um, in many ways. I started thinking think there's a lot of wisdom there. I mean, the word daughter is a relational word, right? Daughter leads you to parents. Um, and that's really where I want to start. It's really where we start. Everything um, is worth the parents. So the school and the mission of the school, the founding philosophy of the school, um, Is that in the order of priority? The order of priority uh, for the the school really is parents, teachers, students, Mm -hmm. Um, and we take this as the most normal thing in the world. But you know, when we start, we talk to other people, other people or other schools. You sometimes we get, gee, that's kind of interesting. And I'm sure all of you think, well, you just think students are the most important. That's why you're here. We we are here for the students. But in order in order to accomplish a very deep mission, you know, we're very it's very strategic. We need to work with the children, who the young people's most important educators. You know, in order to reach the young person most effectively, you need to go to the most important educators in their lives. And absolutely, that's you. Um, so I thought it was like this makes me think about your vocation, your vocation as parents, your God given role vis a vis your daughter. And it is very healthy and clarifying, I'm sure as you know, to really ponder the awesome vocation of, of a parent, um, what that really means, and to draw out the consequences of that. Uh, and it's so awesome, it's so awe inspiring, um, that it really can only be handled, I think, well, knowing that God gives you the grace to do that. You know, there's something called the grace of state. When people have very challenging, you know, jobs or whatever, people will refer to you. I mean well you have the grace of state. I mean you know the grace that comes with the sacrament of matrimony. It's a it's designed, you know, because you could think like, oh my gosh, with, with a job or with a mission, how can I possibly do this? Well, the whole thing is you know, probably can't, and the bigger things are, the more, like, the disproportionate is, you know, those moments of, like, wow, this is really, and that can obviously cause fear and anxiety, which, to a certain extent, is probably a healthy reaction, but the immediate second reaction for a person of faith really needs to be, I have what I need. God would never ask me to do this. He never asks the impossible. The grace is there. I just, I need to access it. Um, so I think it's really good to know that and, and when we talk about this and we see, like, wow, how awesome and inspiring it is to be a parent, to have these beautiful children or child entrusted to me, um, it can be very scary, but it's the next thought, like split second, is I have all the grace that I need to fulfill this mission I mean, with God. You know, we're doing this together. And I found this little prayer, which is, is really designed to see how much um, power parents have before God. That's my goal here. It's called "Prayer for a Daughter Who Is Very Ill." And we'll read you all of it. But he, this very funny writer is Brian Doyle. I think it's a riot. Um, he these are prayers. He addresses he addresses God as dear coherent mercy. He's great. He's a lot of that. But anyway, he says, "I have a huge favor to ask." You will say, and rightly so, who am I to ask, me being such a muddle along the spiritual road? And I answer you forthrightly when I say, I am a father just like you. And I beg you to heal my daughter. He's speaking from that place, right? He says, I beg you to fill her with grace as you would fill a dry jar with water, for she's in need. And he goes on, and says, you are a father too. And you know, and this is rough times, the bone deep sadness of a father, who can do nothing except worry and pray and lie in bed sleepless at night. So he's, he's appealing to God, right? Please, please, please. But I love that. He's like, I'm coming to you because you and I have this same common, really. Um, and that familiar, beautiful um, tone. And I think any parent could certainly, I mean, God, you know, at any time use your credentials. That's what I want to say. You, you have a lot of cred with God. By virtue of your motherhood and your fatherhood, you should you should absolutely draw on it. But with this, like our daughter, the daughter always leads us to the parents. And Ocrest, it's amazing the school for 45 years we've not veered one iota off the mission, and it recognizes, respects, and encourages the responsibility of parents. Remember, as the most powerful formative force. In your daughter's life, and this is following the wisdom of the church. You know, Oakcrest didn't invent this. Um, And then the beautiful thing is, we've chosen us, as you know, chosen the school to help you form and educate your daughter. But always remember that you are far more important than any school. You came before the school in her life. You're here. You will be in her life long, long after. As much as they love Oakcrest, and they do, and we want lifelong relationships you you know that you're far more important. So really think about that and remember that your life your life and your voice will always be to her heart, mind and soul in a way that just resonates literally forever. I mean we're made we are not our life is not ended here as we know. Right? We're going we have a trans all of us, we have a transcendent soul. We're we made for more. we're made for heaven. So our relationship with you is so important, and it's just always where we're coming from. And it has some stages to it, just quickly. Admissions, right? Anyone anybody out there that's looking at the school, learning the goals, the mission, figuring out, do we actually have this? Do we share the same ideals for your daughter? Do we, are we looking largely at the same end? Like, this is, this is what we, we're going for together, number one. Number one. And number two, I think, being kind of excited at the beginning of the year. We have to try to get excited in January. <laughs> Spend a lot of time in January, February trying to get excited. Um, you know, yeah, I know about you, but anyway, that's another chocolate. Um, but I think that it is exciting, like, wow, I'm going to grow as a parent here. Like, the school, that is really important to us. And again, I'm telling you our priorities. And think about that. I'm going to grow in, in virtue. I'm going to pick up some good habits that I need. That would be great. Um, and some wisdom using the resources that we love to pour out on you, um, whether they're talk, you know, talks, readings, friendships uh, with other parents. It's called we call it professional development for parents. And you should think. I I mean, say it the way you want to. I put my daughter in the school, and I I got a master's. I got a master's in teenage development. <laughs> I was going to say no. Um Look what I got. You know, you, you have aspirations for yourself um, because it's true and it's really important and is deeply what we want because we want the best for the girls. And we know that your growth absolutely means the best for them, right? So um, think about that. We all know that the adage, which can be, you can't give what you don't have. Um, but so that's the idea. Yeah, like I, it's not a downer. Like I can get what I need. And again, God never asks the impossible for us. He always provides. He always, He He always comes to meet our real needs. That's a great line because sometimes it, you know we have this. We realize, okay, I'm asking you for something. All right, it's not our real needs. Like as we realize, okay, well it's just kind of, but well, might be a nice thing but He comes to meet our real needs. So, that's something to follow. What are our real needs anyway? But, um, so, this is really key. All right. So, and I want to say to you, I, I want to give you a very sincere congratulations because maybe they're not given enough. Um, I would say a warm pat on the back, great job, because those of you who are parents have grabbed the responsibility, which is really important, to find a school for your daughter in the most formative years of her life, that's going to complement what you do. It's going to deepen it. It's going to strengthen all of your work. And you, you've done that. That is wonderful. And talk about creds in front of God. You know, when you get up there and stand there, you can, you can hold the O'Crest flyer. And look <laughs> at, at this. <laughs> um, we're not perfect, but this is a credential. I don't know why i credentials, this word, but anyway. Um, but Opress is helping again, laying solid foundations, right? So to look quickly at the years that the girls are here are um, arguably the most impressionable years of their life, right? Um, I finally found out at Saint Teresa, it's the little flower who used that. We talked about, I mean, herself, but anyway, uh, young people as soft wax. It's a great image, right? They're soft wax, so the impression goes deep right and it stays so it's it's a good one right Been formative years um i mean i think at a certain point as we all realize, as we get older we're not the wax is really not very hard. we push it we're soft we try to warm it up but um you know it's hard it's harder as you get older maybe but still you know, keep going but um they're seeking models in these years upon which to shape their lives right asking you know who do i want to be um, remember, what is the meaning of my life? Why was I created? What I like to say about what is my life project? I mean, if these are deeply human questions that God places in the souls of all of us, really, they're they're like that's just the way we are made. It's the need of our, our heart, or soul, to say, why am I here? What what is what am I supposed to do? Right. Um, Fascinating, right? That—that's what I call it: the subterranean search. It's going on underneath with young people. You can count on it. They may never articulate it. They may give you every uh, opportunity to think that this is not going on, or that they've got it. It don't believe any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Saint John Paul II knew this very well. He always spoke to young people that way. Um, and you, when you listen to him. Um, and he's a whole other topic. He he was aiming at that when speaking on uh, all those world youth days, all those gatherings of the young. He was just aiming at that spot in their soul. And it's amazing. Someone said about him he would throw cast seed even if he thought there might there's only a quarter inch of fertile ground. Like I have no idea. He had youth gatherings with young people who were Christian Catholic and even, who cares? They were young, they were God's children, but he was just casting he was speaking to them. So anyway, we ask the questions throughout our whole lives, right? We do. And God brings us through stages in our life, and, and, and there are stages where we ask more powerfully right, those questions. Moments of unexpected success in our life, <coughs> unexpected failure, maybe times when those questions come up again, the existential questions, right? um, or we enter a new phase. And I'm sure everybody here could talk about uh, parents like getting married you know, having your first child, like, oh, my gosh, these like existential, um, and some people talk about, um, you know, children growing up moving away, leaving professional life, re-entering, mm-hmm. like, like, these big, what, what's they call the shifts, the plates are shifting, we ask the questions, but adolescents are asking them with greater, great urgency. And the the point is, the answers that they find um, really have a profound influence on their life, right? So that's really what That's really important. So this is why the choice of a school for these years is so fundamentally important. Right? The shaping effect on your daughter from her encounters with her peers here, right? Her teachers, everything. Curriculum, what they read, what they talk about, everything is so profound. And it's sec, but it is second to the shaping effect of you, her parents, her family, the family culture, right? The habits. The traditions, the conversation, the lived life together is always primary. But right after that, it during these years is what you've chosen. So that's great. And then the last thing on this, before we get to summer, is it's so powerful when the family and the school are working together. It's the optimal. It's really the optimal um, combination for the young person for, for your daughter to grow holistically, right? Not In a warped way, right? It's mind, um, its soul, its will, its emotions. I mean, and it's all kind of crazy. It doesn't mean it's not easy, but it's holistic here because you've lined up with us, right? It's not fragmented. It's not. um, It's really. It's extremely powerful, and we're all directing her little by little to the good, the true, and the beautiful, and we're all reminding her in a thousand different ways. Fun and. Even these little things around her are the vision, and we're all giving her the tools along this this journey, right, to navigate her life. Okay, so daughter let, leads that leads up here at Oakcrest, it's daughter, and really profoundly, daughter. And daughter leads us to you, right? Family, parents, so important, so powerful, and that leads us to you. I mean, you brought her here to school. What a formative influence, right? Um, and then summer, i you mean, like, gosh, where does summer fall in, what category? I call it free time. Um, some people say in a in child's life, family, you've got family and all that that means, right? You've got school, because they're going to grow up and they're going to go off in some way to school. And then you have this like, funny category called free time, which is very influential too, right? Um, and you... We're, you're there in free time, and we're there, but it's kind of like a, a third place, um, which is, is very, very important. So, let's, let's, we're going to look at that. And free time could be anything, it could be after school programs, it could be, um, but like, substantial, this most substantial free time engagement is summer, because we've got these weeks and months. And it's interesting to look at it, I think, that way like, oh, here it is, you know, summer. Um, so, let's go into that. And I'll, I'll watch it down here. Um, I just think like some big ideas, right? It's an opportunity. Think about this: uh, to to continue your daughter's journey, right, into maturity, into along the path of maturity, journey, right, into becoming the young woman that we're all working for, right. So, some overarching principles, and then three points. That's right. The overarching principles are just a few of them. Um, big one is. Um, to think for parents again, you you are you're in the driver's seat. Right? Um, think about media, social media, screen time. Just here we go, right? We're, we're all. Um, I've not thought. I don't speak generally. I don't know what your let's say what your policy is as a family. I don't know your successes and failures. Don't ever be discouraged. By the way, if you, I remember Dr. Sachs. Blair Sack spoke at our old school in Falls Hill. He gave a talk called um, "Instagram Ate My Daughter," um, and I think that might have been 2016. It was before we got here. That was an He spent he spent the entire day with us. He came at 7 o'clock in the morning, gave a coffee to parents, talked with the students, talked with the faculty. And we just engaged him for like 18 hours. I remember saying goodbye to him at. 9:30 or 10 at night. I was like, this man is, <laughs> like, this is like exhausted. I'm exhausted. I've been following around all day. Yeah, but he's, like, he's a physician. He's like an amazing person, right? But anyway, he, a dad, stood up. So he gave his whole background on social media. This is, you know, six years ago. And a one young dad stood up and said, We've done everything wrong. Doctor Sachs, we've done everything wrong. Our kids have phones. We grew up with phones, you know. And I, when Sachs said, "Okay, this is what you got to, you know. Let's talk. Go home. Say, guess what, mom and dad, and learned some really great stuff. And we're going to change the culture in this house. And we're going to start learning." Basically, he put up with misery. He, cal- he calculated <laughs> two, two weeks, and in two weeks, it will slow down. Third week things are looking good. Fourth week might be another downer. I mean, he walked him through. He's like, I assure you, by I week mean, this is the formation of habits. There's neuroscience behind it. By week six, they're going to be cruising. So nothing is ever done, and if you can you know, talk to your three-year-old child, we're like, we're going to keep going. But anyway, you have to always keep that morale victory. But social media screen time really, really key. And it's January, so we've got time before the summer comes to figure out. What are we going to do about this? What is it going to look like? What do we want? So that my daughter is thinking about is engaged this summer in real life, engaged, challenged. So figure it out, and you've got months. You know, as I say, you're you're fighting a battle. You want to always fight a battle far from the walls of the fortress, right? You don't want the enemy right up at the wall, <laughs> like we're throwing arrows down. You want to keep it small. You want to keep it far away, if you can. Sometimes you can. Um, anyway. Now I think summer is not a vacation from God, you know, um, From growing in maturity, good habits, all of that. It's new rhythm and new, new rhythms and bring new, new opportunities, new challenges, but also new opportunities. Remember that, right? So we've got to have a plan. Um, and I'm sharing the school collective wisdom, but it's also a community. You've got a community of parents here. I, we get a lot of our wisdom. I'll tell you from our parents. I mean, I don't come up with I mean over the years you're listening to people talking about it. that's a great idea that you did with your seventh grade. Oh my gosh, I never can you share that? So it's collective wisdom on uh, get good advice. Talk to your daughter's mentor. This is a great topic. Um, hey, we're thinking about summer, we're not really sure. Can you can I talk to you a little bit, hear what your thoughts are, and then can you talk to her or we can talk to her? Can you plant some seeds? This is where we work. What we're thinking about? Great conversation from um, topic. Okay, so three ideas before I sway in. The first one I would call, I think, is foster personal responsibility by maintaining order. Maintain order here, and order is faith in its faith, family, friends. Just to Think about that. Um, that's really key because if the summer. I mean, you don't want it to go like they've got great structure here, roadmaps, things like that, right? Um, you don't, obviously, I know you're wise parents, but you don't want it to all just like from one day to the next, like whoa, everything just. And we all we have those moments, right? Like whoa, everything just went out the window, I agree with you. But think, I think just keep to the priorities of a mature life. This is what we, to do. we want. To, we want to keep priorities of mature, real life. Um, It's not about in a mature real life. I would say is not primarily about entertainment or oneself. And I say that because so much in the culture is just saying this, and we can begin thinking it is You know, life is about, and all of us like it's entertainment or myself because this is like coming at us all the time in thousands of ways. And it's hard to break out of that, right? And we also, all of us sort of have original sin, we all have weaknesses. Like, we like that message in some way. Like, it's actually really, wouldn't it be great? Like, yeah, I wish it were at I'll give you an example. of really we're, we're leaning in that direction, right? So don't, we don't, we have to remember, no. In and in a structure of your home, your family, culture contributes so much to living good products. And I love this, like, the first priority is God. Because that's true, but I think what does a relationship with God look like in the summer? The girls have the chapel here. They have the opportunity for daily mass. They have a, The school is structured around our first priority, even physically structured. You know, and that <coughs> brings a lot of peace and confidence. Even if they don't really, you know, necessarily talk about that. in it's, it's, it's there. It's in, it's influencing them. It's giving them confidence and sanity because order gives. That's what order does. Um, it's really key. That if you, 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 okay. So, what does a living a relationship with God look like in the summer? For those of us who are Catholic, Sunday mass is. I call it. The, it's like the background. And I was just thinking about that. It's a backbone. It's even on, and Sunday mass even on vacation. It's a backbone. Um, and that is very powerful. Don't doubt that. And you may have teenagers who so have to fight with it three times, so you may whatever your life is like. Hold on to your backbone. <coughs> That's they will remember. they are they may that, and they will that not, even for the rest of their life. I really want I want you to know that. I'm sure you can think of your own with your own parents, but backbone. Training. And this is all and, training. Because the day will comes, and your daughter has heart flashed, and it's day one of college. I'm sure all of you remember, do you remember maybe this old time waking up on a Sunday and like, I could go to Mass, I could not go to Mass, and nobody knows, except me. Right? you're going to have those moments where I can do this, or I can do this, so nobody knows it. That's like, who you are inside, right? So all of these battles and struggles, and that you think, this is really my is forming the person it's forming a background structure and order which they gradually i'm going to say kick against you like they gradually. Right so other opportunities are great There's some many opportunities people have done things here like i rode my bike to mass in the summer a couple times like remember that summer when i rode my bike to mass wow i thought i had my i had my quarantine rosary walk how many people did that when they were we were all shut down but the sanity was like i walk I go, do a walk every day i'm walking around my neighborhood Saying rosary because it helps get out of that. Um, no, whatever. Like my, maybe your summer rosary walk, spiritual meetings, but also acts of service in the family, in the neighborhood. Um, you are helping here. You're maintaining order, but you're helping a young person. Um, you know, giving them order and helping them widen their scope. Um, you, I wrote down you're not. I wrote you're not going to win every battle. You're not, I mean, I don't know what happens, you win or lose, but it's so worth being in it knowing you're contributing, you're creating an environment that produces mature people. That's really what we're, that's, and these are the years where that's where we're going, right? Keep your eye on sophomore year in college, you know, the whole thing you whatever, we're going there. Obviously, flexibility is important, and certainly do not mean your house needs to be this and you could, whatever. I want you to know that the selfishness that's in all of us is really deep, as we know. And I just want to tell you a little personal anecdote. My mom, I came home from college, maybe Thanksgiving my freshman year in college, and my mother, who never says things like this, i will never forget it, she uh, yeah. she said, after about 24 hours, she said, Mary, I want you to know, she said, you've not asked anybody here how they are. You've only talked about yourself. <laughs> the last 24 hours convention, how was Wow. wow! And she's a very nice person. She doesn't usually say it. She did get, and I was like, okay. I was like so absorbed. I so I mean, I was already self absorbed, but I was more self absorbed after two months thinking about myself constantly. When am I gonna go running? When am I gonna study? When am I gonna eat? So I came home as this like massively self absorbed person. And uh, anyway, I don't know what happened, but I just remember like, wow, she totally that I never. I, of course, I've never forgotten. Like, have you? Have you ever asked? Have you asked anybody? Anyway, I'll also say is that this is going to go on until the day I my <laughs> certainly, but all we have to keep a sense of humor, I mean, we're all this way, the kids are not just this way, and we get to work. Okay, so maintaining order, faith, family, and make it fun, you know, like people I know, somebody I know that did, like kept a structure, like every Sunday night was a cookout. I mean, whatever. Maybe you think, oh, that's terrible, but we invited you know, friends, and it was a nice way to end the weekends. Some of you parents still have to work, and some of the natives. Something to look forward to. But it was, you know, it was it was really neat. Or the classic, like we're gonna keep, know, there are lots of good ideas. Second, help your daughter maybe discover a new interest and develop confidence in it. So that's really key. Um, these are the years to discover, right? What do you like? Maybe you've got a budding chef. You know, and maybe put aside school, maybe think about real life skills you know. more. Um, and I think about like anything that's real, like gardening or whatever. I mean, something and the, uh, something that you can develop real. It's a craft. You can develop real competence. And there's so much wisdom in this, right? Because, because we want the girls to get have confidence from competence, not from I, I. mean, this is part of growing up. But like, I'm pretty, which is whatever, I like. There are superficial things when they're not bad. They're not bad. We're not down. They understand, but. We want to lead them to have um, confidence in things that are that are kind of solid. They're not super we don't want them to have super just superficial confidence that's based on shifting things. Certainly we don't want their confidence in the hands of others. Like my self-worth is in the hands of boys, is in the hands of people following me on social media. Like that is <coughs> all of that is fragile. We're digging something much deeper, right? my confidence comes because my parents love me unconditionally, because God loves me unconditionally, because um, I, you know, I'm a daughter of God. And then it goes out because so I've got some really good friends, I've learned what friend, you know, all of that. I like to do this. I can do this. You know, all of that stuff. So that's really key. Um, and the joy of being able to offer something that you've done, like girls, like I've made this, I've done this, I like this, you know, I like to write short stories, and I wrote a short story for, you know, the kids I babysit for. Like, what joy to find, com- like, a talent, competence, and <coughs> then to be able to give that. That's, like, one of the highest joys in like, in life. Um, I can say my nieces who went here were real school kids. They liked school a lot. <coughs> they learned, which was a huge thing for them, they learned how to cook and bake really well in the summers and their job along and I am actually quite jealous of that. I mean we're all way behind that. Anyway, that's another thing. But they but the fun thing I was going to tell you is that I asked one of them, she just told me a story. She said, yeah, we we a bunch of us that like, was in college, we went we thanked a family that we've all stayed at this family's house for a weekend. And the five college girls, we wanted to thank the family, so we made them dinner. And I was like and she said, oh, and the, of the menu was, she was, I said, what did you make? I mean, it was incredible. It was like salmon, creme brulee, also like I was like, oh, that is like so high level. And I mean, I would have given a plant. I would have been <laughs> able to give a pot, maybe a candle. Uh, I mean, I love gifts, but I'm like, I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have been able to give that dinner. And I thought that. And she was like, so it's so, it's, that's a mature life. Or think about the joys in your life. A mature life is giving and giving love and receiving love, and what confidence and what joy we give to the girls when we help them. So help your daughter discover new interests and develop confidence in it and let it be a real skill. The Oprah Summer Programs, this is my sales pitch, have really great things. I don't know about you, but I would love to learn how to play harp. It's not happening, but um, anyway, maybe Alex will take me some time. But I mean, it could be that or it could be anything else. And my last one thing is, Foster personal responsibility through financial contribution, and I am the daughter of a commercial loan officer who was born in 1924. I'm all about money and paying money back. So um, anyway, no, but I think it's really great we don't. We live in an area of you know, of affluence and whatever. You know, it, it's we. It's not good. It's, there's things that are not good. So think about the principles that you learn when when you have to contribute financially. And this again, we're going toward adult life, right? We're raising adults, we're not raising children. So getting there, Of um, like we just don't regard things very well that we get for free, right? Do you remember paying for your, having your own first car and you heard yourself say to people, please don't eat in my car, or I don't know. And then you thought, oh my gosh, I paid for this car, or I, I polished, I'm, you know, we have ownership. It's really good. We cherish what we work for. That's really a great life skill, right? I mean, it's great. Ask your daughter whatever she's going to do, whatever age she is. How are you going to contribute to this? Facing money, this you know it doesn't again. It doesn't matter the amount. Um, How can she help pay for it? Um, Really, really key. And that gives them. They're they're not. We don't want them to be passive passive receivers. (laughs) Passive receivers, no. Active. Talk about agency. I did this and I
1: that pride, like,
0: I contributed, like, did I didn't ever say it. I actually was able to help with that. So excellent in terms of the, the growth course. So I'm wrapping up, it's done here, but I would in sum parents, we started with the, the daughter let us the parents, the parents. The parents need, I think you are steering the summer ship, right? You're the captain always and you're the captain of the summer ship. A sense of adventure is great, right? And so this is you know um, that's really important, but again, a plan, a thought-through plan. Um, at the same time, flexibility, humor, um, and as I had this friend that I work with. She would remind me. She's like, and this is just so simple. She's like, Mary, if we go for this, we're gonna get this. She's like, well, let's not go for this, cause we're gonna get this. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Um, so <laughs> you may laugh and say to your, you know, with your spouse, like, we were going for you know, ten historical sites. Remember that, like. Barbecue every whatever. Okay, we we've got one barbecue. We have got two historical sites. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, it, it's just like we've got a plan. We've got hope. We've got ambition. And again, God is on these your on your side. It's not a vocation from the I say the journey of holistic growth. It's not. Um, but again, my last thing: it does not mean an, a tremendous outlay of money, right? People would say, this, especially this, like these jazzy programs or. It, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean resume building activities. Um, I think success is like you know you don't you get success when you don't go for it. You get happiness when you don't go for it. It's like they're byproducts. So that, I we mean, we know what our kids do in the summer. We're with them all through the college journey, um, and it's really true that the mo the best things are awesome. For their resume. They really, you know what I mean, that classic thing is like you could try to do other programs. I mean, a program can be great at the right time. But um, when you talk to a student who's done, like, you yeah, know, this is what I did this summer. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Or like I was on, somebody had Grandma Duty. She talked about, me, or Nana, they called it like Nana, Nana Camp or something. And it was really <laughs> cute. And it was, it was, that was what she was doing. Not like wholesome. And now I'm like, that's a great essay. That's real life experience. You're an a more interesting person. You're a better person. So remember that. They ultimately do these things. So don't fall into the trap. And my last tip, great article on the Opus Data website called 10 Ways to Make This Summer Better. It's 10 points. I love them. I don't I didn't want to get into it. I love them. It's simple. Written by a seasoned mom, an educator. Super simple. So that could be really great for you to look at. Um, and that's all.